0: Welcome back to the God's Knot podcast. I'm Alex and I'm here with my wife Jenny and today's title is I Married the Wrong Person.
1: Yeah, so we want to just break down like, the first couple of years of marriage and how for us it was not as smooth sailing as we thought it would be, you know, after we said the I do's and we made love on our first night and we went on a on honeymoon and we had a great honeymoon as well in Mexico and where else? Miami, Mexico, Miami. We, yeah, Miami, yeah. we really thought that, yes, so we hit go back to our new home and um, our new brand new home started living together. It's going to be like a dream. It's going to be like Disney. And um, I remember when we first got married and we came back from honeymoon and I went back to work and, um, I remember I was waking up early to make you like full English breakfast in bed and we, we were creating this dream for ourselves.
0: And funny enough, just as you've mentioned that, that only lasted for like a week.
1: Yeah, I was like, nah, bro, this ain't sustainable. You were like, where's my breakfast? I was like, there's egg and there's bread, go make it. But yeah, no. But, you know, you have this, this fairy tale dream of what yeah, marriage will be a be about and um, you know the roles that you're supposed to play and how you're supposed to make each other feel yeah. but then quickly reality sets in mm. and i think definitely at least in our first year of marriage and it might be because i also got pregnant pretty quickly as well maybe my, my quickly my emotions <laughs> were flying high but i remember so many times in that first year i felt like i married the wrong person like why did i get married to alex and i'm sure you felt the same yeah. um and you know I was thinking, like, we're two Christian people. You serve in the praise and worship team. Preach. You're a prayer warrior. I, you know, share the word. I'm active in the youth. Why don't we have a perfect marriage? And, um, it quickly became apparent that marriage is actually what you make it. That's right. And I think at the beginning, babe, our temperaments were just crazy. Like, I... When we argued... Okay, guys, when we used to argue, Alex's thing was to get up and leave like Alex used to okay no,
0: literally they, it was
1: you would take it was the car so key. bad
0: so what will happen is we'll have an argument and I'll literally go silent next well after probably two minutes of arguing I've taken the car key I've taken I've taken the car gone for a drive where I'm where I'm going I have no idea <laughs> I'm just burning petrol <laughs> going around I might come out walk and then it probably dawned on me after probably 20 minutes or so, what am I doing? And then I'll, I'll, I'll try and sit in the car for as long as possible so that Jenny can worry and think, <laughs> where is he? Where is yeah. he? And you know what that annoying thing was? Whenever I came back, she was in the bed sleeping. <laughs> and I was thinking, she doesn't even care. So I'll stay downstairs for even longer, knowing that I'm tired and not eat any of the food that she's yeah, made. Yeah, I was not to say that. I was
1: not to say that. But I would, I would cook. And, and, and I'll wake up and the next day and be like, you didn't eat anything. And I know it was hurting you. but It was hurting me. But then at the same time, time, that was your thing. But then also, I would get like, if I was angry, I would like be slamming doors. I'd be mm. shouting. It was like we were in a... EastEnders. It was crazy.
0: It was. And Guys, you don't know how many <laughs> shoes I dodged from Jenny.
1: That is not true. <laughs> that is not true. I never threw a stri- shoe <laughs> Um, But what we're trying to highlight is that what we thought we, we were going to have this perfect life together. Yeah. We would have moments of bliss. But then we'd also have moments of like, like why did we get married to each other? Yeah. And we genuinely had this feeling of did I marry the wrong person? I, I, the way I used to be reckless with my words, I'm sure I even said that to you, like, I married I, the wrong person. I
0: think you did actually one time. Um, and I, it was really bad. I think we had an argument at a wedding, um, <laughs> a friend of yours, and um, it was so far, I can't remember, it's like North London somewhere. And um, I remember just saying, look, I'm going. And I left you there and I, I went back home. Um, and then when you came back, yeah, round two happened. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, but literally, like, but people from the outside might have thought that, oh my gosh, you guys have got married, yeah, you've got the perfect life, you're with the one you love. Um, and we were, we were like, we're not trying to paint a bleak picture here, like yeah. we were, you know, but it was just, there was a lot of extreme peaks and extreme troughs. Yeah. And there were genuine moments of, did I marry the right person or not? Yeah. And we had been together what, how many years? Six years. Six years before.
0: Six Six and a half years years before.
1: before. And we were friends. Like, you know, we were committed to God. We were Christians. And it was like, why? Why are we not gelling? And why are we not, you know, know, just in sync? And I think when we look back, though, how things have changed, we don't argue like that anymore. We don't. It's like our peaks and troughs have kind of shortened and we oscillate around our... Our like equilibrium of just like joy and happiness to be one another, yeah, no, that's and true. and I think it's you know after eight years of marriage, it's amazing how um, how actually it's a journey, and yeah. how those how we were in the beginning is so different to how we were now. I remember times when I would get so angry that I would actually have to go to quote scripture. I'd be like, okay, Ephesians four twenty six says <laughs> Be angry and do not sin. Okay, God, I'm allowed to be angry, but I'm not going to sin. You know, don't let the sun go down your anger. Okay, God, help me to forgive Alex before we go to bed. Help, Like, literally, I had scripture. So like, you
0: were meditating on these scriptures and you didn't act upon them?
1: Sometimes I did, babe. Trust me, sometimes
0: I did. I didn't see it. I didn't see the fruit. But,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that's how, that's why, you know, the, the Bible... I love marriage because marriage is an institution that actually teaches you about yourself. It's true. Like, I remember as well, if anyone asked, you know, what is marriage like at the beginning? I'd always be like, you know, it's like looking in a mirror all the time. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you look in the mirror and you stare at the mirror all the time. You see your blemishes. You see where you're supposed to, you know, work, what you're supposed to work on. Yeah. And it just reminds you, like, the first couple of years of marriage, you literally is like, mirror, mirror, on the wall. Who is the fairest of them all? And it's never you. you, Because all you see is your weaknesses and your problems. It's true. But but what God is actually doing is that when the two become one, it's a process.
0: That's right.
1: And if you even think about metal that gets moulded together, heat is applied, pressure is applied. It is not a beautiful process. Fire is applied. But then at the end, it does look beautiful. And I actually feel that over the years we have actually become one yeah. and at the beginning you're getting rid of the things that are not profiting you like the selfish behaviors the selfish tendencies the anger issues that you have you know the lack of self-control that you have to on your mouth. My, my, for me it was my mouth yeah. but you learn that those things need to go yeah. and in the pressure and in the process then the two actually weld and become one That's and true. so thank god that we've lasted this long thank god we are a completely different Alex and Jenny that we were at the beginning of our marriage to who yeah. we are now. Like, I love you so much, babe. I love you and too. And I wouldn't say the things that I used to say. I, I feel horrified that how could I have said those things? And, you know, you can't take words back. Yeah, But this is true. I've got some questions for you, babe. Before you yeah. fire away
0: with the questions, um, I wanted to say I had to quickly come to the point where I had to learn how to forgive you quickly mm. like do, not be fast to forgive um don't don't wait upon it. Reason being is because, as the head of the household mm. um the the prophet of the household mm. God is expecting me to lead and lead by example, mm. and I felt that. Every time I held unforgiveness towards you, I was restricting the blessing on the household. Mm. So when I, whenever I stand there to pray and say, Lord, I need X, Y, Z, or Lord, give us X, Y, Z, those prayers potentially get blocked because I'm carrying and I'm harboring unforgiveness towards my spouse, towards my wife. And how do I expect God to hear me mm. if I'm... You know, yeah. I'm I'm harboring, harboring unforgiveness. unforgiveness. Yeah. So for me, that was a, a quick revelation. And whenever I was angry, if you notice, I was always quick to forgive. Yeah, definitely. Like the, the next day, at least, I would, I'll come and say, oh, Jen, let's speak about it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and let's address it. Mm. And then iron it out straight away because I caught that revelation quite fast. And I didn't want to restrict any flow of the blessings of the Lord in into our, the household yeah. and open the door to anything the enemy wanted to bring in.
1: Yeah, that's powerful. And I can definitely see that. Like you loved me even when I was reckless. Like, and, mm. I, and it, it reminds me of Ephesians five. when the Bible says that husbands love your wives. That's right. Like Christ loved the church. And yeah. what did Christ do? He forgave, the church. he forgave the church, even when the yeah. the church was sinning, even when we, you know, were like, no Jesus, I don't have time. He mm. still forgave. He still loved. Um, and so, I think that is a really good lesson for all the men out there, like especially women. We could be so emotional, yeah. And but it's true. There is that that element of love is full of forgiveness, yeah. And um, but I've got some questions for you, babe. So fire away. Do Let's you, go. Do you do you believe there is? Such thing as finding the one. Like, do you feel like I am your one? Answer wisely. No I'm joking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she might throw a shoe again. <laughs> um, I'm joking. I've gone past that state. Um. Okay. I I don't believe that there is the one, but I believe that when you're with someone, mm. they can be the one.
1: Okay. Break that down. Though, okay. I'm feeling like
0: what? I'm not your one. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean. What it is, is everyone comes as a, as a, as raw material. Mm. Um, I always use the analogy of when you look at a, a beautiful cake in a magazine um, and you want that cake there and then, you're not going to get it just like that. You have to use the raw materials in order to make that cake. So there's, there's a process. I don't know. I'm not really a baker, yeah. but flour, butter, egg, mm-hmm. butter milk, sugar, yeah. sugar all of these things in order to make that beautiful cake. I feel that's the same when it comes to marriage as well, that we have to put in the ingredients, Mm. love, patience, kindness, Mm. um, self-control, everything Mm. that is needed in order to make the marriage... um, The one. The one. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, basically, in essence, the one. So if people spend so much time looking for the one... You're never going to find the one. Personally, I don't think that the, the one doesn't exist. I feel that, you know, later on in life, I mean, later on in a relationship,
1: mm.
0: you come to that realisation that they are the one. Yeah. But I don't feel you can go looking for that.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: If that makes sense. Yeah.
1: And even if your analogy just reminds me again, like with the cake, Yeah. everything that becomes beautiful. Heat, like you put, you mix all the ingredients together in a bowl. Yeah, you put it in a nice pan.
0: Yeah,
1: it has the shape that you want, but it's still not going to be the cake or edible or what you are looking for until you put it under heat.
0: Yeah, exactly. And
1: I think, like, I love, I love the word, I love Jesus when He just uses things that we can just see and touch, and I Mm. feel like we shouldn't be fooled. Like when you get married, for all the younger, uh, you know, younger. People who are in married couples and their marriage is still relatively young, not even yeah. by age, but just yeah. by young, like it takes, heat will be applied. Heat will be applied. And sometimes you feel like you're the only ones, like even talking now, I feel like maybe babies, just us who experience tough, you know, first couple of years, first mm. five years that, you know, it took a while for us to find our sink, not just in, you know, just in everything as a married couple. Yeah. Um, but I know, I know that we are not the only ones and just to encourage people to just keep going. And I just okay. want to ask though. So. So if you don't necessarily think you find the one, yeah. then how do you know you're marrying the right person?
0: I think you have to go based on friendship. Like, do you guys click? Do you gel? Um, do you like being in the person's company? Um, are you attracted to the person? That's, that's important. I mean, you know, it, you have to be physically <laughs> attracted to them. Yeah. It's not everything, but it's something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, your husband has to be chasing. Even now, after eight years of
0: marriage, sometimes we're like, babe, I'm, it's okay. I'm still chasing. I'm he, still
1: oh, chasing. the boy is chasing. <laughs> but yeah, no, physical,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's the physical side, yes. You need to be attracted to the, to, to the person. And there has to be that friendship as well. Because to be honest, that friendship is what's actually lasting. Mm. Because the physical side, once you you, you know you grow older together, things are going to change. Yeah. Um, and they're going to de-shape. <laughs> Um, And, you know, you can't go based on that alone. Mm. There must be something else that's that's still pulling you along. Mm. And that's the friendship. And for us, you know, we spoke to each other and we've been speaking to each other every single day for 15 years. Mm. And yes, we are lovers, but we are friends. Yeah. And I know for a fact... I've been your best friend for 15 years. I don't care who, you know, who's been in the picture before. Yeah. I've been your best friend for 15 years. And likewise, you've been mine for 15 years.
1: Mm-hmm. And Sorry, f- Lenwell. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs>
0: and that's why um, I feel that we're at this stage in our lives and in our marriage today.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that is key. And I think there's also, you know, some important elements as well around what you see in the person, the potential that yeah. you see in the person. So as you said, it's not the finished product that you're yeah. going after, yeah. but it's the heart of the person. Like, I think yeah. one thing that attracted me to you from the beginning was your heart. Like, I could mm. see that you, all, you always just had this, the purest of hearts and how yeah. you treated people, how you treated your family, how you treated your mum, how, you know, I just felt that this man is a good man. Mm. And even when, you know, in our arguments and all those things, I always knew that this man is such a good man. Even to yeah. me, when I say the most reckless things, that... Ability to forgive me quickly. I knew that you loved me even when, you know, we would have the most outrageous outbursts at each other. Mm-hmm. But I think also, like, one thing that I really learned is that behaviors before marriage do not change because you're married. Yes. And I think that is like something that people think that, oh, you know, when we get married, I'm not going to do that anymore. Or even as if you look at yourself and you might think, oh, when I get married, I'm going to be tidy. Or when I get mm-hmm. married, I'm not going to be reckless with my words. Or, or when he, when my husband marries me, he will come to church. Like, yeah. yeah. If they are not doing it before marriage, marriage does not change it people. Change people. And
0: right,
1: because no. when we look at our arguments before we got mm-hmm. married, there's been times I remember. You know, you being in my house in Banston. I think one time I like slammed the door. You like, like you know, yeah. this <laughs> emotional outburst. I was doing that before marriage. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And likewise, even before marriage, you, if you would get angry. Yeah, it I was, wouldn't pick
0: I wouldn't pick up your phone calls.
1: You wouldn't pick up my phone calls yeah. or you would go miss you would just yeah, be like yeah. or even I think at home probably not even just with me but like if you're yeah. upset maybe in your house at yeah. home yeah. you might be like I'll be like where are you be like I'm in my car cuz I don't want to be at home. Yeah. Like so those behaviors mm. we brought them into marriage but sometimes you feel like oh because marriage is a destination it's a place that yeah. our happy place mm. I will drop those things once I'm married but actually doesn't work that way. And so I think as well, when you are courting, you need to think about what are the behaviours and the things that is not healthy for me to take into a relationship. And they can be extreme things like about... Oh, not extreme things, but more serious things like anger, management, or, you know, things like that, to things like being tidy. Yeah. Or like, you know, you know wanting to be a good cook or something like that. There are they're, they're certain things that you, call you, you must work on before you enter a marriage. And instead of trying to find the perfect person or the one you need to make yourself the one that someone wants to marry. You need to work on yourself. And that's one thing that I've learned. And I think when you get into marriage and you realise that marriage is not a destination, but it's the beginning of a journey. That's right. A rocky journey. That's right. A hard journey. Then you realise that I need to drop some stuff. Because if I don't, this journey is going to be very difficult for the one that I'm walking with and for myself. And some people don't want to let go of things. And that's when they realise this is too much. And I need, to, I need to stop this journey because I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Or you get to realise when you surrender and you're like, I can't do this anymore. Let me drop that. Let me drop those behaviours. Let me yeah. drop that. I need to change. Um,
0: I think that's, that's, that's a key point that you made there, Jen, about surrendering. Mm. I feel that it has to come from both sides. If I am willing to surrender mm-hmm. um, certain attitudes and behaviours, and you are as well, then we can move forward. Mm. I feel like when there's an imbalance Mm. in marriage or in a relationship, and the other person keeps giving, 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 and on the other side, they're not doing the same thing. They feel a little bit violated and, you know, why am I pouring in so much and I'm not getting anything back? And then that's when you start getting the friction and you start getting the problems. I feel that if everyone plays their part to work on their weakness, and give as much and surrender as much then it could be a smoother journey yeah, yeah obviously things will happen you will bump heads you will argue mm. here and there but it wouldn't be as much because you understand that you have to pour in and pour in yeah. and pour in
1: yeah
0: if you know what i mean
1: i do definitely and I, and I think a big part when i look back is actually communication there's been times yes. when like we sat down and i said alex like it's too much for me I can't do this or I can't do that. This needs yeah. to change. Or likewise, you'll say, Jen, you need to change that. Yeah. And sometimes at the beginning of marriage, it's very hard to hear criticism. As I said, it's like you're looking in the mirror and it's like your spouse is always complaining about things you do. It's like, what about the things you do? <laughs> but I think <coughs> there is that element of you need to talk it out. Yeah, You need to talk it out and be like, okay, look, I'm not saying this to offend you or get you angry, but this is what I want to say. And obviously, like, when you're having these conversations, be wise. Like, you don't want to attack your spouse. Mm. So you want to be like, babe, I love it when you do this. I love it when you do that. Now, I want you to do more of that. But you know when you do this? So you, like, mm. sandwich the criticism yeah. in compliments. Yeah. But you have to talk about things. Mm. Otherwise, they will literally just, like, eat away at you. Yeah. And then one day you explode. And it's like, whoa, like, where did that come from? And so I think communication... Is also very key. And I wanted to say, Alex, like... When I look back pre-courting days, it's like, I love Alex. I want to be with him. I want to get married. You walk down the aisle, you have that feeling where your heart is, like, full of joy. Like, you feel in love. Yeah. But is love a feeling?
0: No. I don't feel it. I don't think it is anyway. Um, I believe that love is a decision. Mm. If we look at First Corinthians uh, 13... Mm-hmm where we get the blueprint of what love is. Mm-hmm. It says love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It, it doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. boast. Yeah. It's and not proud. It's not proud. All of that are decisions. You decide to be patient. Um, you decide not to be envious. You decide to not be to, kind to, to, to be, be kind. Mm-hmm. It's all decisions that you make. So love is not a feeling. It's a decision. Mm. I love Jenny based on the decision and the commitment that I've vowed to make.
1: Mm. Yeah. And just like Christ, he made that decision to go to the cross. Yeah. He made that decision to stay silent in front of Pontius Pilate and take it. Yeah. He made the decision to take, you know, the whips on his back, the thorns in his head. Um, And why? Because God so loved the world. Like love is a decision. And I think even in those moments of, you know, the lowest times in your relationship with somebody, especially your spouse, you have to literally push through and say, I have decided to love you. Yeah. And sometimes, and um, when I look back as well, I think in my marriage, like, I think of the Proverbs 31 woman. And yeah. I, I remember recalling to myself that all, all her days, she does her husband good. And I would have to sometimes have that go in my mind when it's like, I don't want to cook for Alex today. He shouldn't eat. <laughs> I don't want to do this food today. Nope. He's not going to oh, touch me today. So that's
0: how you were feeling, No, eh? but
1: honestly, <laughs> but I had those feelings in my mind, but no, like at yeah. the same time, I was combating it with, but the Proverbs 31 woman, like she does her husband good all the days of his life. Like, yeah. in spite of, in spite of what is going on, despite of the situation, I yeah. will still do my husband good because it's that decision that I want to love you. And at the end of the day, you, I'm, you as my husband, are my piece of paradise. Yeah. Only I can, I can destroy that or I can make it that. Mm. And even we had the right intention at the beginning of our marriage, like, yes, we want to make our dream life together. And I want to make my husband the happiest man. I'm going to give him breakfast in bed every day. We had the right intention, yeah. but we weren't necessarily focusing on what the right thing was. That is very superficial to make it your is. husband breakfast every day. Yeah. But actually, if I can work on myself, I can make my husband happy. If I am who, like him being with me is just, you know, the the place that he wants to be. Yeah. Um. And I love it because Proverbs has so many scriptures where it's like, you know, woman, don't be like a nagging wife that <laughs> your husband would rather like live in the attic without, like the, the Proverbs is amazing. It has all those types of scriptures. Yeah. But I think I, when I reflect at the beginning stage of my marriage, sometimes I had to bring scripture to my mind to just make me be like, okay, God, have I married the wrong person? No, I haven't. Because this is what the Bible says. This is, I had to apply the word yeah. until it became part of me. And it changed me to be a better wife. Yeah, for you and for us.
0: Yeah, and 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 I think another thing I used to do as well is, I I know some people that would you know, start praying against the enemy that's you know coming in and um and fighting their marriage and you know causing all that havoc and etc. But for me, I felt that the biggest enemy was in me. Mm. And I had to deliver myself yeah. before I started calling out any other demon out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had to speak to myself and tell myself that, Alex, you need to forgive. You need to work on this. You need to pour in more. You need to help out more. You need to um, show Jenny that you love her more. Yeah. Everything that I, that you used to complain about, I had to make that decision to say, I need to work on it. Mm. Drop my, my, my pride. Mm-hmm. And humble myself in order for my relationship and my marriage to go to another level.
1: Yeah. And I think as well, like, I also came to that realisation that marriage is a legacy as well. Yeah. And so we don't stay in marriage because we want to just, you know, encourage someone who's coming behind us. Because we also want to have a happy and joyful marriage. But there is so much at stake if we don't make it.
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: so much at stake that, not even just our children, but those that are around us, our church, yeah. even now as pastors. Yeah. Um, and like, heaven is rooting for us. Like, this exactly. institution is an institution that God made. Even, I was saying like, Adam and Eve, how long was Eve on the scene and, Already there was conflict.
0: <laughs> conflict.
1: Already she had... He's like, babe, are we not on the same page? What did God say? Like, I know what God said. Why are you bringing... And then she's there. Just add and eat it. Nothing has happened. And then God shows up and he's like, what are you guys doing? Exactly. Um, so even the first marriage had problems. had problems. The first marriage institution had problems. Yeah. Did, they, did we hear that they divorced? No, they were committed. And they mm. went on to have children and thereafter, you know... It, history has been made and we are here today. And we're here
0: today, yeah, exactly. But,
1: like, marriage is never necessarily what you think it's going to be. And I'm not trying to, you know, put it, pour it down or on those that are about to get married and like, oh, marriage is not, you know, it's not my fairy tale. Mm. But real life happens.
0: It happens, yeah.
1: But you haven't married the wrong person. Like, work at it. You work on yourself to become that person. And when both of you are in that space where it's like, okay, I need to just work on myself, it becomes more beautiful. Like, literally, I am so grateful that I can look back over the past eight years and who we were, you know, when I look at our honeymoon pictures, you know, that young, naive couple of, oh, marital bliss. Yeah. How we thought we were going to receive it like that. But it's taken years for us to make our bliss. Like... Um. You know, we used to press each other's buttons in, on purpose. Yeah. Let me just... You knew how to wind me up. You'll be, you, when you're <laughs> laughing, like, I'm angry and you'll, you'll be laughing. I'll be like, why? Like, it's not funny. Like, but do you know what I mean? But yeah. now we don't do that because we're considerate. We're yeah. kind. Yeah. We are patient with each other. We're not self-seeking. Some things are just not worth the fight. Yeah. Like, we realise it's not that deep. Yeah. And you know me, you know my weaknesses, and there's grace. Yeah. Like, you know the things that are, Jen, you didn't put that away. But some things you might be like, Jen, or other things you might be like, I'll just put it away for her. Yeah. Because now we apply apply grace Grace, to one another.
0: Perfect.
1: And I think that's really important. And just, I think that's wisdom from, you know, our eight years of marriage. Like, we've got years to go. Um, But it is so unfortunate that a lot of marriages break down, especially young Christian marriages, break down the first three years, first five years, first eight years, um, because maybe they didn't have the counselling. Like, you know, thank God we had good counselling before we got married.
0: But even on that point, Jen, the counselling was very good. Mm. But still, you can receive good counselling. But at the end of the day, the decision lies with you. Yeah. Because whatever you hear, it's all well and good and it sounds good it's all theory
1: yeah you
0: now need to go and put it into practice yeah and that's where the challenge is yeah because can you remember what you heard in the counselling room when you're arguing <laughs>
1: yeah yeah yeah. no it's true it's true that's it's what true. we need
0: to be thinking about
1: and then I think um, just like the last tip that I would say as well is prayer
0: yeah it's key
1: like, Ooh. I remember there's times where I was like, I need Alex to change or I need to change. And sometimes I had to be like, God, help me, <laughs> help me, help my tongue, help my mouth. And yeah. there's other times when it'll be like, hey, God, the Bible says that you hold the king's heart in your hand. You have your son's heart in, his, in your hand. Change my husband. Change the son that you created. You made him. I like... felt
0: those prayers <laughs> when I was sleeping.
1: Yeah, but, <laughs> but it was like, you have to take it to prayer. Yeah, and that comes back to you why. Do. Why are we called? yeah what, what is this podcast called yeah. The God's Not The Knot. God Not why yeah. why yeah. is it called The God's Not yeah. because we acknowledge that we need God to make our marriage work exactly. and so we've got 8 years but by the grace of God we've got another 50, 60, 70 years of marriage to go
0: Amen
1: Amen
0: Amen God bless you all I hope you really enjoyed that and we'll see you next time on The God's Knot.